Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Everybody and welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I'm always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today, and secretly for my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Words Character Development, All-Star Cheer Sites, or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I focus on having a positive mindset, right? This show is going to help us to do just that. So today, it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of the true keys to success. So I want you to strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride in this merry-go-round, and uh, we want to make sure it's one hell of a ride, right? Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your significant other, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest expert today. James Barris is a founding teacher of Spirit Rock Meditation Center in Woodacre, California, and created the popular online Awakening Joy course taken by over 15,000 people from 30 countries since 2003. James is co-author of Awakening Joy, a book based on the course, as well as Awakening Joy for Kids, co-authored with Michelle Liana, a classroom teacher from Vancouver, BC, to bring these principles to the families and schools. He also leads retreats, workshops, and classes in the U.S. and abroad. James, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Really nice to be here with you, Jason. Oh, pleasure is mine. So, Listen, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your book yet, take a second if you would. Share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is James Barris? <laughs> uh, in, in 25 words or less? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I grew up in uh, New York, uh, was a classroom teacher for a number of years in New York City schools, came out to California in 77. Um, I've been teaching meditation for, uh, well, 37 years now or so. And uh, what really uh, has inspired me is that uh, it was a, a turnaround from my own life, just changed my attitude towards myself and towards the world and what really makes me tick or what my passion is is uh, to bring out the best in others and to help them see who they really are beyond their um, self-judging and uh, whatever thought patterns that, that keep them limited. Uh, and uh, once you explore and investigate the mind and the heart, uh, all the goodness is right there. It's just obscured by 
my thoughts that get in the way. So uh, that's that's been a real blessing in my life to be able to bring that to others. Sounds fabulous, actually. So let's dive in because I know that there's a, a ton of stuff that I want to cover with you. Now, you speak about awakening joy. Um, I mean, just what does that really mean? You know, why is it important to understand? Okay. Uh, sometimes the word joy trips people up and uh, often people who are very skeptical or who are looking for some well-being say, joy, uh, give me a break. I'll just take not being miserable. Thank you. Uh, because joy might seem like you're skipping through fields of daisies and uh, everything is fine. Uh, however, that's not what I'm talking about. What I call joy uh, is really a sense of true well-being which means that when life is difficult, which it obviously often is, that you're not thrown or overwhelmed by it, that you can learn from it and keep opening your heart to, um, to what life has to offer with compassion. And when you are having a good moment, a pleasant moment, a wholesome moment, uh, that you don't miss it, that you are really connected. It's in that just being authentically where you are and feeling a connection to what's really going inside uh, brings an aliveness that um, uh, that helps you feel more um, connected to life, brings out the good in you, and uh, shares it with others and helps awaken in them as well. So happy people aren't happy all the time. Uh, they're open to every moment and every moment counts. Makes sense. I, you know, something you just said that, that really hit me is connecting with life. Mm -hmm. um, say more about that for a second, because, you know, I, I take, I probably take more notes um, while I'm interviewing somebody than, uh, than people listening. Um, but that really stood out. And it was like one of those things where like, I just stopped the pencil from moving. So mm -hmm. what, what do you mean connecting with life? Well, most of the time, uh, people are lost in their thoughts, uh, whether it's a thought about the past or about the future or a fantasy. And every now and then we're here. It's usually what we call either a, a peak experience or something that demands our attention as we slam on the brakes or we have a, a task that we need to stay focused on. But most of the time when left to our own devices, we are creating these worlds inside that either can scare us or uh, uh, disturb us or uh, have us lost in some kind of wonderful fantasy and we miss out on life. And it goes by very quickly. It takes some practice to be here. And that's what I mean when I say connecting with life, to really be here for, be present for your life uh, instead of being lost in your in your mind, in your thoughts. I love that. I, I, I really do. And, and that's something that, you know, I've seen it happen um, time and time again, you know, in, in real life and in business life, where someone's just kind of coasting through. So thank you for actually putting a name to that. That's, that's mm -hmm. fabulous. All right. So, you know, obviously running a business can be, you know, emotionally taxing, you know, because owners let their success dictate their happiness, or I should say it's sometimes their lack of success. Mm -hmm. What are some ways they can, you know, maintain a joyous and positive mindset while going through what could be a particularly taxing or challenging time for them. 
Hmm, right. And as I, I, I mentioned to you just before we got on the air, I was uh, in business for many years and uh, had a, uh, fortunately had a, a relatively successful um, organization and, and business. Uh, so I, I know that things sometimes can be challenging and taxing. Uh, and when you, when you say what can help us uh, bring happiness to our business, um, actually, if we can tune into that well-being, that in itself is one of the, uh, the great calling cards for a business because people really like being around others who are able to be there with them and really be present for them and uh, exude a, a positive attitude. So first to see that your own well-being is one of the the best assets that you have for a successful build, uh, business. It, it attracts, it magnetizes, it, uh, people want to be around you. Okay, so given that, how to stay connected with it? Um, that's your question, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so um, what we often find ourselves doing is focusing on What's wrong? What needs some attention? Where our worries go? Which is certainly an important thing to do. We want to be improving our skills and our business all the time. Uh, but if we're just focusing on our worries and what can go wrong, we miss out on all the things that are going right. Uh, even the fact that you have a business for yourself or that you are able to serve others in a, in a spirit of contribution. That's pretty great. And so one of the, the keys is not just focusing on what's wrong, but on focusing what, on what's right, on focusing on how you can really bring a spirit of contribution to others, on focusing on all the blessings in your life and on focusing on um, how you can serve others from a, from a place of, uh, of generosity of heart uh, more, than, uh, more than focusing on your worries. That's one first key step. I love that. <clears throat> it, uh, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. Um, now, I, I want to take the opposite side here for a second. Sure. So, and I mean, this, this actually comes from a question I had this morning with one of my, uh, with one of my clients. Um, you know, people <laughs> tend to say that bad moods are contagious. Um, mm -hmm. do you have specific advice? Cause I know what I said to this, uh, young lady this morning and, you know, what advice would you give to an owner, um, dealing with unhappy staff members that are like spreading their unhappiness, like, you know, thick peanut butter on toast? <laughs> <laughs> I take them aside and have a good, a good talk with them <laughs> to start. And uh, actually, as a, uh, as somebody who runs a business with your staff people, one of the things that you can do uh, is look for the good in them and appreciate whatever they do that is good, so that they don't feel intimidated by you or uh, anxious around you, 
one of the one of the beauties in being a leader or a, a business owner is that you're believing in people and seeing their skills and having them feel that you are truly wanting them to succeed is huge in business. Uh, I came across a study that said most people, once they have a minimal uh, amount of, uh, of wages that can sustain them, that appreciation and acknowledgement is actually uh, much more gratifying than, uh, than the bottom line salary. So as a business owner, uh, and for me as a teacher, one of the things that I do is look for the good in people and help bring it out by letting them know what you do appreciate. Then whatever your, uh, your concerns about them or the way that they, uh, that they are in their negativity can be held in the context that you're rooting for them. And then to, to really, um, transmit in the same way that positivity and, and encourage them to do that for people that come into the business. They're, that these people that you're serving aren't just obstacles or people to, to make a sale, but that they are practicing, um, seeing their service as an offering rather than uh, some kind of a, 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 a checklist, okay, made that sale. So it, it comes from the owner itself, that spirit of uh, positive encouragement, believing in people, looking for the good in them. Well, and that's actually, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because quite honestly, you know, with staff members, especially if those who are actually on the front line working with kids, um, you know, it all, it all stems from the top, right? So if we're looking for the good in our staff, hopefully our staff learns to look for the good in our members or our students or our clients. Cause mm. at the end of the day, if you don't find the good in them, eventually they go away. So somebody else can find the good. in them. Exactly. You know, what I, what I often say is, uh, you know, it, it's easy enough to have somebody reflect on it and see in their own experience. If they're, uh, in a room and somebody comes in and and you can tell that they're looking at all your flaws and they're judging you how does it make you feel generally it makes you feel flawed or small and that's a very different kind of a, a feeling that comes out of you than if somebody comes in the room they might know all your flaws and all your weaknesses but you know they're tuning into your goodness and and all your your beauty how do you feel you feel beautiful so we have a huge uh, impact on what we bring out in others just by what we look for i used to be a classroom teacher as i said for i, I taught in new york schools for about 10 years and two years out in california and i still have students contact me, oh, wow, were you Mr. Barris? Are you my fifth grade teacher? And uh, it always makes me smile and, and I love to connect uh, with the kids. But what I did, I used to set up every, at the beginning of the year, I taught in Astoria, Queens, uh, at the beginning of the year, my little game that I played with myself is to see if I connect, can connect with each kid's heart. Now, some kids, you almost had to wear shades because they just were so bright and dazzling in their 
their upbeat energy was shining through. Other kids didn't learn that. It didn't come easy to them, uh, and they learned to get attention in other ways. And so those were the particular challenges for myself to see if I could get to this kid's heart, and often it took a quiet moment of us alone together, but to every person wants to be seen, wants to feel accepted, wants to be approved. And if you can look for that, um, you will sooner or later have a much better chance of, of finding it. And uh, I generally was successful with that little game, and it made all the difference. I love that. You know, one of the, one of the things I, I ran a martial arts school for a whole lot of years up in Boston, and... One of the things I always challenged my staff to do was um, go find out, go figure out what each kid's superpower is. There you go. They're not going to tell you, but you got to figure it out. And mm. we used to come back with the best conversations, and it's, you know, just that little thing. You know, part mm. of the part of the benefit of living with a shrink is, um, you know, realizing that now I, because again, I the the folks I had teaching were not. They weren't classically trained educators, so mm. I needed to give them some some tools like that, mm. so they could go through and they'd stop thinking about what they were doing wrong and start thinking about all the things they could do better than anybody else in the world. And it was just mm. interesting to see how that changed the dynamic. So this sounds fabulous. Mm. Tell me, this, are, are there are there some everyday practices so that people can sustain you know a joyful mindset? Mm, yeah. And, and first, again, as I said at the beginning, uh, it's unrealistic to think that you can sustain it, sustain it 24 hours or 24 uh, seven, that, uh, really, uh, you have to start by being connected with right where you are. So if you're going through fear or you're going through, um, apprehension or, uh, many people feel, uh, um, a, a little, uh, um, wondering how things are and these, uh, you know, there might be some uncertainty in their, uh, in their life. Um, you have to first hold all of those challenging feelings with a lot of compassion, just like you would with a, with a little kid who is going through a hard time. Here's a little self-compassion practice that, uh, I could first share before going into the, uh, the positive and, and, and seeing the good. Um, so self-compassion practice, this is, uh, something that, uh, people who've done, uh, practice with us have put into something called the mindful self-compassion program, Kristen Neff and Christopher Germer. So you can try this. Suppose you're having a hard time. Uh, if, if you want, you can do this with me and just, uh, notice how it feels. Just first put your hand on your heart, which physiologically releases oxytocin and stimulates the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system. Just first feel that just to calm yourself down and uh, acknowledge what's going on. A few different phrases that they suggest, wow, this is hard or this is suffering, just to let yourself feel that. Whew. Wow. And this is part of life. You might think of all the people who are going through your anxiety or worry right now in the world. Oh, this is part of life, yeah. And uh, may I hold this suffering or this 
this worry with great kindness. And just let yourself first feel that. Mm. Yeah, just like you would with a little kid. Hmm. So that, that's, that's first a way to hold your, uh, your difficulties uh, and to really acknowledge what's going on instead of just pretending and putting a smile on your face. Now, f- there's lots of different ways to cultivate well-being and joy. It's what I do in this uh, online course that, uh, that, uh, that I teach that, that lots of people take. Here's one of many, many ways. Okay, one is a gratitude practice. Try this just for a moment. Uh, reflect on some blessing in your life, someone or something that you're grateful for, grateful to, and bring them to mind for a moment. And just have an image of them or the situation. And then just give a very simple, silent thank you from your heart to that person or to life. Thank you. And now, just let your awareness relax in that feeling of gratitude. Thank you so much. And notice how it feels in your body, in your mind, in your heart. That's, I gotta tell you, I mean, that's, we we talk about gratitude a lot. It's it's nice to actually have a practical to actually implement that. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I teach. It's one thing to know, oh, I'm feeling pretty good right now. It's a whole other level to know, oh, this is what it feels like to feel good. Because as soon as you put some attention on that feeling of well-being, you amplify it, you give it life. It's not just a a thought in your mind. It's a a lived, embodied experience. Mm. This is great. I got to ask, so I I know you just co-wrote a book for for parents and teachers, you know, Mm. about bringing these principles into the classroom and into the house. So, Mm. you know, what made you write it um, and what is it? Mm, okay. Yeah, this is the, the, my first book was Awakening Joy, uh, 10 Steps to Happiness. And, uh, many people, uh, have enjoyed that book and taken the course. Uh, one person was, uh, this, is this school teacher who lives in, uh, in British Columbia, Canada. And she took the course a few times and then said, I want to bring these practices into my classroom. She's been a school teacher for 25 years, a master teacher, an amazingly creative woman, Michelle Liliana. And she started sharing these and developing lesson plans. And then she, she said, Hey, I've been using this in the classroom and uh, adapting it for kids and also using it at home. And it's really, uh, quite effective. And I said, Oh, that's so wonderful. And then she said, no, it's really good. We should write a book. And my first comment, actually, Jason, was, oh, gosh, write a book. I don't know if I'm ready for another book. Uh, but she said, no, we really should. And then I said to my publisher, hey, here's this classroom teacher who wants to write a book. She's done all these lesson plans. And they said, yeah, you should write a book. And I said, okay, well. 
And then I thought, well, I was a school teacher for many years, and it's kind of coming full circle. I taught school, and then I've been teaching meditation, then I was teaching Awakening Joy. Full circle, wow, bringing these principles that I've found so effective with adults uh, for uh, back to the classroom and, and home. And we wrote it together, and it was... It was a labor of love. She was just a very, uh, a very wonderful being, and it works. Uh, and and so I wrote each of the, the introductory themes. Uh, it's for parents or for educators. Uh, I wrote the themes and give practices for the parents and show how these principles work. And then Michelle wrote, um, okay, this is how you apply it to kids. And she gave lots of great anecdotes and also wonderful lessons and saying these are user-friendly, fun lessons that have worked in the classroom and in the home. Go try it yourself. And uh, I'm happy to say it turned out pretty well and, and people really love it. That's fabulous. All right, well, it's actually a great segue because it's time for our resource of the week. So <laughs> tell me how my listeners can find out more about you and how you help folks to awaken their own joy. Oh, well, thanks for asking. Um, well, there's every year I, I teach a, um, like I said, this online course that people take from all over the world. Uh, and it's uh, the website is awakeningjoy.info. Uh, and you just go to that. It starts uh, each each year, uh, beginning of February, and goes for five months. There's ten uh, ten classes. I'm going to be doing uh, live video calls in between the classes. You don't have to do it in real time. They're posted, and uh, you can uh, you can do it on your own time. But also do it with friends and groups. There's a group manual for those who like. And uh, so you just sign up. There's a suggested fee, but we don't keep anyone away. So if uh, if that doesn't work for your budget, uh, you can always offer uh, a, a reduced rate if uh, if you need to. Uh, and the the book is Awakening Joy, and uh, the the basic book. I send out practice letters uh, for the for the classes and they're all video and audio recorded. And then there's this uh, Awakening Joy for Kids is as well, the, the book that I just mentioned that Michelle and I wrote. We're going to be doing a, a class, uh, a course next year as well uh, along the same pattern and format as, uh, as the like, basic Awakening Joy course. And just go to awakeningjoy.info. Fabulous. So www.awakeningjoy.info, and they can find all that info. That's great. All right. So tell me this, if you would, James, um, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better life, what would mm -hmm. that piece of advice be? Mm -hmm. um, keep looking for the good inside and out. And identify what your strengths are uh, and uh, see that as your offering to the world and to others. When I was doing my own business, uh, at the beginning, uh, I was focused on what I could get from people 
But early on, I realized that didn't feel so good. So it was more, how can I contribute to people's lives? What can I offer people and give them really good information or good service and uh, do it from a spirit of generosity? People can feel that shift in energy from what you want from them to what you have to offer them uh, and keep on looking for the good, both inside and out. Fabulous advice. James, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, so it means the world to me that you'd share some of your time and some of your wisdom with us. This has been fabulous. Mm, Nice to be here with you, Jason. Folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.